Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mindful Manager Podcast. My name is Art Burns. I'm here to be your host to talk about uh, the benefits of mindfulness and emotional intelligence. And what we do here is we start out with work, with talking about your work life, and but we also talk about how these benefits of uh, mindfulness and emotional intelligence radiate out into every area of your life, and they do so pretty quickly. Um, and but most importantly, what we do here is is I share with you some actionable practices that you can put into effect in your life right away without any, um, you know, fancy meditation studios or pillows or mats or uh, bells or whistles or incense or oils or anything like that. It's just basic practices that you can put into effect right away uh, that will help you develop these really beneficial uh, qualities of mindfulness and emotional intelligence. So, Today, as we uh, walk further into the um, into the really important subject of stress, okay, because stress is something that we all deal with, right? Whether it's at work or home or both, <laughs> and oftentimes it is both. Uh, and so, we, as we take a, you know, yesterday I kind of overviewed um, the the stress, you know, what stress is, how it affects our bodies, and and where it comes from, and how you know the difference between stressors and stress. So, so go ahead and listen to that episode if you haven't already uh, before you take this next step, because today. And in the next few days, I'm going to talk about specific types of stress and how they affect our lives and um, and, and what we can do to, to sort of relieve them, okay? But understand that, that the answer to that last question, what we can do about all this stress, is very, very simple. And it's always going to come back to mindfulness practices, okay? And those are the practices that I've given you here and that I'm going to continue to give you here. Okay, so today we're going to talk about time stress, okay? Um, time is is one of the biggest stressors in the modern world. I mean, even back in, in 1990 when John Kabat-Zinn uh, opened his, uh, wrote his book called uh, The Full Catastrophe living, you know, this is actually a quote from him. Time has become one of the biggest stressors in the modern world, okay? And that's 1990. And obviously, it's only gotten worse, right? With um, with the uh, social media and the and the 24-hour news cycle and the, the, you know, the multitasking that we try to do now, you know, time has just become less and less, you know, more and more scarce and, and more and more stressful, okay? Um, and it's a very versatile stressor, okay? Um, a lot of times, it seems like we don't have enough time time to do everything we need to do. And sometimes it feels like it's just time just goes by like a crawl, you know. And now this can this can apply both to a single day, but it can also apply to, to various stages of our lives, right? Like when we're when we're young, you know, we feel like time is going to go on forever. Like there's no end to it. But then, but then as we get older, as, as this 50 year old is telling you now, uh, the, the allure is to think that time is running out, you know, and actually Albert Einstein has a great quote about this. And, you know, he's obviously an authority of relativity, right? And, um, and so talking about the relativity of time, he says that, um, well, sitting on a hot stove, a, a minute can seem like an hour, but while you're sitting down at a delicious meal with loved ones, an hour can go by like a minute, right? And so that, again, that just talks to how much of an illusion this time is, and it's really about our perception of it, okay? Um, and so so the best thing that we can do, again, to, to address 
all of these types of time stress, right, is uh, is in meditation. It's 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 in the non-doing that we enter into when we do meditation. Okay, so again, remember I said everything's going to come back to mindfulness practices here. Okay, and so meditation is one of the best ways that we can do this. Okay, because when we practice non-doing in meditation, right, what we do is we step outside of this clock time, right, that we see as reality, right. Um, and and inner peace, our own inner peace, you know, exists outside of time. And and in this space, we can tap into it, right? Because you know, just thinking about the passage of time causes us, us stress and takes away that peace, right? So so even two to you know anywhere from two to ten minutes of meditation every day, right? It allows us to find this level of calm and re- relaxation that that exists outside of this clock time, which is again what we think is real. But when we do meditation, when we practice mindfulness, which is, you know, paying attention on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally, right, we realize that the that the real time is this eternal present moment, right? Because remember, nothing ever happens in the past and nothing will ever happen in the future, okay? Everything that happened in, in your past happened in a present moment that has gone by, right? And everything that's going to happen in your life, whether it's what you think is going to happen right now or it's something different, is not going to happen in the future. It's going to happen in a present moment. So the present moment is the only time that we have. And and when we can, you know, when we practice mindfulness and, and both, you know, both informally by just simply paying attention in the present moment non-judgmentally at any given time, right, or with whatever we're doing, I should say, uh, or we're practicing formal meditation every day from anywhere from two to 10 minutes, that's when we can really grasp and feel this sense of, of the eternal present moment, as opposed to the clock ticking on the wall, right? Which, I mean, I know they don't even have analog clocks in schools anymore. So, I mean, saying ticking on the wall is, is obviously uh, an arcane, um, uh, you know, uh, notion, but, but you know what I mean, right? Like the passage of time is this illusion. It doesn't really exist. I mean, of course it does, you know, but it's relative and, and it's, and it really, matters a lot less than we usually give it credit for, right? Um, and uh, and that's the thing, like in non-doing, we change our relationship to time, right? And when we come back to it, you know, and, and, and when we do come back to it, we can see things more clearly and step into the flow of time rather than fighting it somehow, right? Which is kind of like fighting the flow of a river, right? Like, yes, time is flowing and it's constantly moving, right? There's a, there's a space-time continuum that exists, right? Like that is not so illusory. However, it is very relative. Okay. And so, um, and so, you know, again, you know, bringing our minds and our, our, you know, our focus of our attention into the present moment allows us to, to see the expansiveness of every moment we have. And, and I'm telling you right now, folks, the more you practice this mindfulness and the more you do meditation, the more time it feels like you have in your life. Literally every minute seems long. Okay, and I'm not I'm not 
pulling your leg here either. Um, you know, I'm here every day talking to you about this stuff. So I feel like I've gained at least uh, a modicum of trust with you. And, uh, and I want you to really observe that as you're doing your practices now. Okay. And, and really, you know, sort of test this theory and, 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 you know, examine how much time has changed for you as you've been doing this, this work. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, so, and, and also, you know, when we think of, um, you know, timetables, right. And, and this is where it gets confusing, right? Because a lot of people out there are probably thinking like, well, sure, Art, I get it. It's, it's relative and it's illusory and all this. And we've all heard that before and we've all read that. And yeah, that's cool. But I still have to plan for the future, right? Like I still have my job. I have schedules like I'm, I'm in production or, or I have deadlines or, or what have you. And, and yes, that, that's absolutely fine, you know, because the thing is that, you know, when you're when you're trying to, you know, when you when you're establishing timetables, right, for for work or for your or for your own, you know, for your own life, like like you know, when you're trying to, um, you know, plan out your future, like you know, you want your kids to go to college, you want, you know, you want to get married, you want to have a, a house, you want all these things, right, and you have this perspective of of when that should happen in your life, and that's fine to have those plans, right? But the problem becomes when we live by the 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 passive of time, right? Like when we think like, you know, when we're, when we're setting this date in the future, right? And then we start counting the days up till that future, right? What we're doing then is we're living in that future, okay? And that's what I'm saying is that that future is not real, okay? It's not really yet, okay? We can say that, right? Like whatever it's going to become, whether it's going to be what we envision it to be or it's not, it's, it's not here yet, okay? And so, and so by dwelling our mind in that time, that's where we feel like time is running out because, because we're, we're like skipping all of these moments in between, right? And, and that's where it becomes very dangerous for us. And that's why we talk about paying attention on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally, okay? So, so what I mean by this is that, yes, set timetables. Yes, set schedules. Yes, do your planning that you have to do, but do it mindfully, okay? Sit down, do the planning, write it out, draw it out, do a calendar, whatever works for you, okay? And, and, and go ahead and do that. But then, and, and don't necessarily, I don't want to say like, and then forget about it, but that's the, that's kind of the idea, right? Is that, is that once you've done all this planning, now all you can do is live in the present moment, moment to moment, right? And all you can do is try to live up to that plan that you've made, right? And, and, but the idea is that, you know, you have to be flexible and not, of course, not at work, like, you know, like timetables at work, you know, publication dates are, are real, you know, and, and, uh, and, you know, um, due dates of, of monetary things are real, right? So I'm not saying like, don't, don't respect them to that level, but the problem is like, don't live in that moment, okay? Just do the best you can in this present moment and, and in each present moment. And, and, you know, if you do the best you can and you live up to the plans that you've devised, then the future will take care of itself and you won't have any problems, right? And, and, it's, and, and then if you find that you're, you know, and, and it, it's also okay to have certain checkpoints, right? Like to say, okay, in, in a month, I'm gonna do this thing, right? And so check in, you know, week by week and see, 
see where you're at vis-a-vis -vis that plan, right? And if you're falling behind, you can make adjustments. If you're, if you're ahead of time, you can make adjustments. But the problem is that we obsess with that date that's approaching. And, and in that obsession, we lose the time that we really have right now. Right. And that's where we become, you know, living in the future instead of living in the present moment. And that's where things go haywire. And that's where things are not going to um, are not going to help you uh, in your success. Right. And in fact, they're only going to hurt you. And that's one of the things is that when we're when we're obsessing about this, you know, this moment in the future and we're obsessing about, you know, whether we're on track or not on track or whatever, that obsession, those thoughts take up a lot of time. And so now you're wasting the time that you do have on, on worrying about the time that you, do, you think you don't have, you see? And this is where time becomes, and this is where you can only look at it and say, well, okay, this can't be as real as I think it is, right? Or, or it can't be what I think it is. It has to be, you know, it, it's, it's an illusion, you know? And, um, and so, yeah, so there's, there's four really great ways to sort of examine time and maybe break yourself free of the tyranny of time, as John Kabat-Zinn says in his book, right? Um, so, um, you know, again, you know, think of, you know, remind yourself that time is a product of thought, right? And, and this is the first thing that I want to tell you is it, is it constantly remind yourself of that, right? That, that, that it's about perspective, right? Like, you know, like, um, like I told you about, uh, Einstein, right? Like he says that sitting on a hot stove, a minute can seem like an hour, but sitting down to a delicious dinner with, with loved ones, um, an hour can go by like a minute, right? So remind yourself of that, that, that it is a product of your thought, right? Like this, this perception of time, right? Um, and, um, and so, and, and it becomes kind of transactional that way, you know, the same way that the stress overall become is transactional, the way I talked yesterday, right? That, that if you're, if you're, you know, present enough in your, in your, um, in your observation of what's happening, you know that you can just get off the stove and, and your and the time will pass by much more, uh, much more quickly, right? And, or much more normally, if you will, right? And so that's the first, uh, the first thing I would recommend is just to remind yourself of that once in a while, okay? And just remain cognizant of that, right? Now, number two, it's all about living in the present, okay? As I was just saying, like, you know, become in touch with the only real time, which is now, okay? Now, now the way you can do that, is is um you know like i said like through through formal meditation yes but but even more effective with this particular kind of stress is is staying present like when you're washing the dishes be present with the dishes. Don't be thinking about, I have to get these dishes done so that I can do this after, you know, don't think about, you know, when you're, um, you know, eating your dinner or, or spending time with your children or whatever, you know, don't be thinking about the, the thing that happens after this, right? Because then again, you're, you're taking yourself out of the present moment. You're no longer paying attention on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally. You're now paying attention to something else and, and something in a different time than the present moment and that is only going to add to the stress that you feel from the time right it's going to create that hyper arousal in your body which is going to make you feel you know not as good it's going to distract the heck out of you and really it's going to take up a lot of time right and so therefore the the thing that you're trying to accomplish you're actually working against your own best interests okay um and that's the number two okay now number three is of course again meditate right meditate as often as you can 
I recommend at least once a day. Personally, I do 20 minutes a day at least every single day. Rain, shine, weekends, weekdays, vacations, whatever. I do 20 minutes of meditation and I try to do it in the morning. The number one reason for that is that I get it done and I don't have to worry about like if the day kind of gets away from me and I get busy with things that came up unexpectedly. I don't have to like worry that I didn't do my meditation, right? And also number two, it sets a great tone for the day, right? Like it really, really helps to establish my day in a really, really comfortable place, okay? So so I would recommend that you you weave your meditation into a morning routine that you do, um, you know, every single day, all right? Um, and, and again, you know, even if you think you don't have time for it, in fact, there's a, a, a saying in the meditation circles that says, you know, do 20 minutes a day of meditation and on days where you feel like you don't have to because you don't have the time, do an hour, <laughs> right? Because that's when you really need it the most, okay? And then, um, and then number four, you know, consider simplifying things a little bit in your life. You know, really examine things like, like you know, like do you really have to do all the things that you're doing, right? Or, or you know, and, and what is your true motivation for doing those things that you're doing every day, right? Is it, um, is it some sort of outside force of, of like how, you know, how others are going to perceive you so that you need to have your kids in soccer and in tennis and in baseball and in basketball and in dance and in and gymnastics and all that kind of stuff because you know because a lot of times we do as humans we tend to and again this is a very modern thing you know because everything is so instant in our lives right now that these days that we we tend to really um you know we tend to really uh you know overdo things <laughs> a lot you know and so and so examine what it is that you're doing in your life and examine how you know how that you know whether it's realistic or not you know because if it's not you really might want to consider that um that you know that you can't do it right and uh and, and give up those things that are too you know too hard to do and and are taking up too much time so that you can free yourself up to to be present and to and to do all these other things that I've talked about all right and and so, listen, folks, I know this was a quick one, you know, time is perception, um, but uh, but yeah, so um, that's about it for the time stress that I want to talk about. If you have any questions about this, please get a hold of me, okay? You can do that in one of two ways that are really simple and really easy. Uh, the first is to send me uh, an email, all right? Simply send an email to art at artburnscoaching.com, um, and the second is to go to my website, artburnscoaching.com. Uh, click on the the big button right on the front page that my wonderful, amazing wife has set up for me. Uh, it says uh, virtual cup of tea. Click to to uh, to schedule. Uh, go ahead and click that. You'll be entered into my calendar program so that every time available that you see is automatically available with me. You click one of those times. It will be booked on my end and, and we can get together and, and have what I like to call a virtual cup of tea, okay? Because the reason I call it a virtual cup of tea is that there's no obligations, there's no cost, and there's no strings attached. All right. So for now, folks, uh, I wish you well. Uh, it's Friday that I'm recording this. So I hope everybody listening to it today has a great weekend. And I hope if you're listening to it later, you had a great weekend. <laughs> and, uh, and I'll be back on Monday with some more good stuff. All right, everybody. I wish you well and take care. Bye bye.